but it's interesting. There's a familial relationship in the storytelling that they're brother and sister. So that's code for if you're studying a male and you want to find the equivalent similar instinct in a female, look to Aries and Athena. Same way with Apollo and Artemis. Artemis is, is the, uh, the, the, the female academic, uh, the genius, the scientist. She's, the, uh, she's Diana, um, hunting under the moonlight. But she's the sister of Apollo. Apollo is the male renaissance man kind of instinct to, to educate oneself. Artemis is the instinct to educate oneself as a female. And Artemis, in the popular uh, last decade, the popular movie uh, series, uh, what was it called, with uh, Jennifer Lawrence? She has a bow and arrow. Uh, Hunger yes. Games. Yeah, the, the Hunger Games is the story of Artemis, which is the female instinct to win and succeed by way of knowledge, by way of being an intellectual. So it's literally the story of Artemis, which is about that feminine instinct, which parallels the male instinct, Apollo. And Artemis and Apollo were brother and sister. So again, a familial relationship there is a clue to if you want to understand a woman striving to win through her intellect, then study the story of Artemis. If you want to find the parallel in a male, not quite the same, different style, but similar outcome, how to win with one's mind and be an academic, be a scholar, then you study stories of Apollo. So anyway, so that's my introduction to all this before the break. I'd like to structure this now a little more practical and useful for you by covering um, theory, practice, the current practice, and then future directions that the research is going to go in so mm -hmm. that you're aware of you know, the, this oncoming uh, school of psychology, if you will. Um, we, we want to uh, remember that there is a bell curve Right. And so you're, you're going personality may have something to do with this, too. Um, you've all heard of the big five personality styles or the big the big data behind the big five. So there there are many males who are disagreeable, but there are also males who are of agreeable personality style. And I don't believe that personality includes gender if you could believe it. I, I think I think gender of any type, diverse, the whole spectrum of gender should be excluded from personality. Why? Because back to the triune brain model, um, personality probably is composed of that which is emotional or mammalian plus that which is cognitive or higher brain. That's personality. So there is, there is no gender in personality. Gender is its own separate category, which however you want to look at it on a spectrum, it's reptilian brained. Gender is reptilian. Personality is mammalian and higher. So back to your question. 
Um, if you're having a male patient who is of a very agreeable personality, or in uh, Myers-Briggs terms, uh, is an introvert, um, possibly intuitive person, then maybe he has a liking and even a gift for poetry, emotion, emoting, storytelling. And he's a perfect fit for traditional cognitive behavioral therapy, even though the prevailing wisdom and advice for the center of the curve of males is don't emote and cognitive behavioral therapy doesn't work for males is kind of like a, you know, monolithic statement in the world of male psychology. It, it doesn't work. Um, and the action oriented therapies do work, but not for the specific male you're referring to. That specific male is way out on the curve, perhaps in agreeableness, maybe neuroticism as well, or in Myers-Briggs terms, uh, introversion and intuitiveness and perceptiveness on his Myers-Briggs. So do the traditional thing with that guy, but uh, join him where he's at. What do you feel you need? You know, is what you say. All right, I'm going to screen share. And I'm gonna I'm gonna um, jump I'm gonna jump around slides probably I'm gonna buzz through a lot of them because I have way too many but I hope to cover uh, at least enough of an impression for you to have to proceed forward in your learning um, in this area of half of humanity and um, and so we'll cover theory practice current practice and then future directions all right. Okay. And you guys see my slide? Okay. All right. So um, the master negative emotion in males and probably in females too. So, uh, you know, it's a little bit unnecessary for me to say in males, but the master negative emotion for, you know, any gender or both sexes, um, I am certain is shame shame um anybody have a guess why why would shame be the worst negative emotion in all humans what makes it different from other emotions other negative emotions okay uh, ostracism from the group um yes certainly for biological females as we had previously covered in the work of uh, Deborah Tannen. Deborah Tannen's work found that the worst thing a female of any developmental level could experience is banishment, like Hester Prynne in Scarlet Letter. Um, it, it, it means banishment for the average biological female is the ultimate shaming social event okay probably the ultimate shame for the biological male at the center of the bell curve would be uh humiliating defeat or look around at today's media um 
walk of shame, or, uh, the, the, the perp walk, um, um, the uh, cancellation, uh, reputation destruction, probably the ultimate for the male. Um, the, the answer to my question is, uh, I believe shame is uh, the inverse of what Freud called libido. Shame is the inverse of what Freud called libido. And if you study Freud deeply, you find that it, he isn't all a, a weirdo sexually. It's not all about sex. The word libido just means life force. It just means life energy, which means vitality, whether you're male or female. It means, uh, I'm not going to bury the lead, it means passion. The word passion, think about the word passion in literature, film. Um, it's only used in two ways. The word passion is only used in two ways linguistically. Can anybody name the two ways? One's easy. Is it love and anger? Okay, love, right? We all hear the word passion used um, in, in the sense of sexual attraction. It's not just love, like companionate love. It's sexual attraction. Okay, so that's one way the word passion is used. There's one other lesser way. You don't hear it as much. How about like your life? Or like devotion or commitment to a cause, like you're passionate about something, like your drive? Yes. Yes, correct. Uh, your life's passion. Um, 